Welcome to another episode of Bitches Love Sports. I'm Bitch Two. I'm Bitch One. And dog, we're like so out of practice recording here. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot the ring light. We started late. Um, I almost forgot how to start <laughs> recording. <laughs> Literally, like 10 seconds ago. How do you do this again? But you know what? One thing's the same. No show notes. Hey! <laughs> Our favorite. Because hey. although we are recording again. And there's, there's a new thing too. We're doing a new gin. Yes, thing. this is a, a different flavor of gin. Yeah. This is a blackberry and raspberry infused gin made by Hendrix. And I dig it. So, so fucking good. Shout out to Hendrix. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, um, yeah. So no show notes, like I said, because although we are recording again, we are still two busy bitches. Yeah. Uh, so like this, you see it? You see? Can you read it? <laughs> it's me and a beanie. So so we're here. We're chatting, but yeah, we're we're trying to be here for y'all. We're also trying to be here for us. We do enjoy this, but yes. like we still have content that we haven't released. So I don't know if we'll be recording every week. It kind of depends. As a matter of fact, I think the main reason we're here tonight is because S Pain is excited about the possibility of recording with the snack pack tonight. Hey! I don't even know what she wants to talk about. It'll be a surprise, <laughs> but. <laughs> well, you know, people haven't heard my opinion of shit, but we made it happen. And I needed to show my metal. Mostly that's why <laughs> I wanted to show this precious, you know, baby. Espain has not been on the broadcast with her metal yet. So. I needed to show. I needed to yeah. show. And if you're not watching, you're just listening. I'm wearing my fucking bronze metal, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so we got Espain with her metal. We're going to have the snack pack on during the pack is here. So just remember when we end this broadcast, we're going to go into the pack is here, which is recorded live. But you'll be listening to this after the fact. Yep. So just make sure that if you are listening or watching on Spotify, that you go into our list of episodes and look for an episode with a snack pack. Because although there are two episodes that haven't been posted, we will probably post this one. <laughs> Should it get posted out of order, y'all? So something something that I want to talk about real quick before we hop into the topics of the day is like, you know, some people are like, well, if you're so busy, like, why are you still recording? You know, if you don't have time to do this, this, and that, that the other podcasts do, like, why are you still recording? And it really made me think about our brand and what it stands for. And a long time ago, I put like this long explanation on Instagram and a series of photos that explained what our brand was all about and, and so on and so forth. But when I started getting those questions about like, okay, well, why are you doing this if you can't do such and such? Like if you don't have time to talk about like fantasy football and you know, you can't record every week and you you haven't been watching this and that, like, why are you doing it? That's not, and the, it's, that's not the point of the podcast, y'all. <laughs> It's because at the end of the day, our brand is about trying to eliminate or at least minimize the gatekeeping among sports fans, you know? And so if we stop doing our whole our whole podcast just because we've gotten busy or because we don't have time to watch certain sports events, then what message does that send to the very people that we're trying to represent? All the other women and other people out there who feel like they don't fit in with other sports fans and so they just shouldn't be interested or shouldn't call themselves a sports fan at all. Um, like those are the people who we're talking to. Those are the people who, that, who we represent. And so what that means for us is that even when we're busy, if we're saying to other sports fans like, yo, even if you're too busy to watch every game, you're still a fan. If you're too busy to do fantasy football, you're still a fan. 
if you're too busy to watch for real and actually you just like football because you like doing parties on Sundays and especially Super Bowl parties, you're still a fan. If you love the stats and you can break down the plays, still you're still a fan, just like the chick who likes watching basketball and football because she fan fangirls all over uh, because, the because butts she fangirls are great. all over like, the cute dudes, you know? Yes, butts are great. Um It's a lot but, of people like that out there, y'all. There are. And if you just want to hear about that, then there's first take, there's a bunch of other shit that you can just get on. This is not about that. Yeah, it is sometimes. I mean, yeah. it's not just, okay, let me rephrase. Yeah. It's not just about it's that. It's not just about that. That's true. And so that's why we're going to keep doing it when we can, because we want other sports fans to feel comfortable being sports fans when they can. Yeah. And if it means there's a game that you really want to break down what happens strategically with your homegirls, cool. If it means there's a game that you literally only watch because one of your faves or one of your bays was playing, that's cool too. Like we're here for all fans. You can still DM us. Like all that is cool. <laughs> like don't just like feel offended. We're all, well, I guess all adults. <laughs> I don't know. I know we are. <laughs> I can speak for us. But we don't need control over who's watching. Correct. But it's heavy as fuck. It is, and I love it because it shows it's it's not some cheap shit. Like it hey, is not. Yes. This is you can kill someone with this. Yeah. I, <laughs> didn't somebody say that like uh they they almost couldn't get on a plane? Like somebody said that on Facebook. Uh, oh, I forgot I which team they were on, but like like they were it was getting checked I, out at. It, I, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Like no, this shit is. Yeah, there's some weight to it. This like, is if, heavy. If you were to like swing it around, you could you, you yeah, can make you can do some damage. Up. Yes. <laughs> yes. And that's why I keep it close. <laughs> in case I gotta do some damage. Just in case. I think we did I think we did a little damage proverbial proverbially as far as like the derby <laughs> landscape. You, I like I went back and I watched the metal ceremony. Yeah, it's just my favorite thing. Yes. That video is so great. When, uh, <laughs> when he's like the team that we're awarding the bronze medals brought us some of the most exciting derby that we've seen in a long time. And y'all, you have to understand. <laughs> I'm normally a person that I like to respect decorum and keep my composure. But when he said that shit, Ooh, when he was like some of the most it. exciting derby we've seen in a long time, I was like, yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fuck, I was so proud of this team. Man. I mean, the first team to medal, a homegrown team. So that's that's pretty cool. Yes, that's pretty yes. awesome. Because everybody was like, so who are your satellites? I'm like, we really, we really don't have a lot of them, like, it's three people. One coming from Houston, two coming from the Valley. Like, everybody else is is in Austin. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, just because the other teams are made out of, like, one person in Cali, one person in New York, and one person in Denver, and, like, whatever. And they never practice and together. And they never practice together. That's, that's not us. That's one thing I can say about our team. Everybody on our team came to at least one practice. Oh, minimum. Oh, yeah, for and, sure. And even then, like, it, those people were still people that we, like, everybody had skated with them. Well, maybe not everybody had skated with everybody else, but they're, like, Oh, the vast majority. Yeah. yeah like, sure. so if you're looking at Diamond, Shock, and Panda, like, most of us had skated mm -hmm. with each of those people at some point. Oh, yeah, you know? for sure. Yeah, multiple times. Me, personally, multiple times. Yeah. So, it's super great. proud of the team. It was great. But that being said, let's go ahead and get into some of these sports topics before the snack pack shows up. Yeah, because they have a two, like, not going to do it. <laughs> Let me just open it, so I'm just going to tell them to open it. I think it's going to be Okay. So, I lost that shit already. Okay. Great. 
We're, see, this is the notes. We're doing great. This is this is notes notes on the go. Deshaun Watson. So initially was supposed to deal with a six game suspension. Um, the NFL decided to appeal that decision and now is looking at an 11 game suspension, a $5 million fine, and will supposedly undergo treatment. <sighs> There's so much. <laughs> so first of all, the most interesting thing to me about all of this is that like, there ended up being this back and forth between the investigator and the NFL. And it's like, nobody was actually defending Deshaun Watson. The issue was about the fact that they didn't have an established policy for this kind of thing. And then, and then the NFLPA is like, we're not going to appeal this decision. We're going to respect the process. And the NFL is like, well, according to the CBA, we can appeal, and so we will. Yeah, and so sure. the NFLPA is upset about the fact that the NFL is, or was upset about the fact that the NFL was appealing, but I'm just like, y'all agreed to the CBA that is allowing them to do this. So it was another one of those situations where I'm just like, how do these athletes keep ending up, you know, with all the resources that they have? How do they keep ending up in these situations where it's almost like they forget what is in the CBA. I don't I Cuz I'm just like these the from what I understand these negotiations these conversations go on for so long. And then when something comes back and bites you in the ass it's like you'd be surprised. It's like <laughs> like the CBA literally stands for collective bargaining agreement, which means at some point <laughs> y'all talked about the fact that if a situation like this were to go down the NFL would have the opportunity to not only appeal, but appeal in a way that that could basically overturn whatever the investigator decided. And then this is what happened, and y'all like, oh, whoa, 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 how could whoa, you do that? Whoa, like, whoa. <laughs> you told them they could do that. Y'all signed the thing. <laughs> so anyway. I don't know. Men just really like a lot of well, men, not just men, but men in general. Yeah, and like a lot of people. With the WNBA and the NWSL. They they like just like to make things so complicated. As as much complicated as they possibly can. And then be like, oh, turn the corner, like, oh, we forgot to write, we forgot we wrote this, we forgot we signed this. Like, oh well, well. like no nah, bitch, that's not that's not how it works. I'm not gonna lie, those CBAs do be complicated. And that's the only reason I can think of that maybe this happens. It's like maybe it's like well, maybe, maybe you should have read it. it. Maybe they, you should have read it. Like, yeah, we don't see this coming up. Because it's like, I, I feel like they always go into collective bargaining agreements with certain things that they feel are imp important. And so maybe the other stuff, they're just like, yeah, this is something that very rarely happens. And so they're just like, all right, the important stuff we got out the way, this other stuff shouldn't be a big deal. But then next thing you know, <laughs> one of the first things that comes up is that thing. So that was kind of, that was the, that, that was like the most interesting thing to me about all this is that like, Everybody was like, Deshaun Watson is a piece of shit. However, <laughs> there's no, I don't think there's a however. He's just a piece of shit. You shouldn't be blamed, period. No, there was no however regarding him. It was, uh, the however was regarding the CBA. Uh. <laughs> um, so, anyway, the NFL did what the NFL does. They overturned it and they were like, you know, classic, 11 games. Classic decision. NFL. I, I mean, I, I don't mind. I don't mind their decision in this situation, except one. I think they only gave him a more severe punishment because of optics. 
I still don't think the NFL has like a new philosophy on how women should be treated or respected. I think it was all <laughs> women who that? like <laughs> who that? in the NFL. <laughs> And they're like, if we don't do something, we are going to hear about it. (laughs) So let's just fix this. Um, And then also when they say undergo treatment, I'm just like... Yeah, what treatment? They make it sound like (laughs) he has... In rehab of like how to narrate people? But see, see, that's that's the thing though. Like he didn't actually rape anybody. His his whole issue is... Allegedly. Allegedly. Well, no, he was never even accused of rape. He was accused of assault. And the other woman, their accusations were basically, he made me uncomfortable, which I don't even know how that ended up in court, but whatever. Like there were a couple out, like, so like out of the 20 something women, if you actually listen to the the, um, the accounts of what happened, most of the women, what they described was not illegal. For most of the women, what they described was a situation where a young man clearly has a masseuse kink and they showed up to do a job and he asked them to do something sexual and they were like, that made me uncomfortable and because he's in a position of power, I didn't like that. So that was rude on his part. That is unacceptable. If you want to fuck, you call a prostitute. If you want a massage, you call a masseuse. <laughs> don't, you don't, you're in the NFL. Like, you can have pretty much any bitch you want. <laughs> like You don't call a woman over to do a professional job and then be like, yeah, so how about you jack me off like while you're down there? Like, no, you're like, that was... That was fucked up for you to do that, you know? And it was definitely fucked up to do that to 22 women. But that's my thing. That's why when I'm like, undergo treatment, he's a 20-something-year-old dude with a kink. He doesn't need treatment. He needs to understand, like, what's appropriate and what's not. Like, that's not a treatment issue. That's a you've-never-been-put-in-your-place issue. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, you needed you needed a slap when you were a kid. That's what you needed, a good whoop. Yeah, or even as an adult. So like that's my oh, whole problem with this with this term of treatment. It makes it sound like, oh, what he did is so rare and so uncommon, and it's not something that most men do. And it's like, no, especially for young dudes with status and with money, this is something that is very common. And I really would have liked somebody to just be like, hey, Deshaun Watson was one of the dudes who got caught. He was one of the dudes who got called out by all these women. However, this is a problem with a lot of men. Let's address it. As a matter of fact, instead of treatment, I'd rather see him have to like talk to other young men about what he's learned in this situation, about how to treat women and how to respect women. (laughs) Yeah, maybe therapy. therapy. But I feel like putting him personally in treatment is like missing a real learning opportunity for a lot of men. Because I promise you, he is not the only dude. He might be one of few who has like this specific kink, right? Because that's what it is. Like if you're trying to fuck... 20-something massage therapist over a span of six months. That's a kink, right? <laughs> I don't know. That's an obsession <laughs> to me. That's just beyond a kink. So I just feel like this was a real learning opportunity to, like, teach young men, like, okay, it's not appropriate to, like, make sexual requests in this situation. And if you're going to get ass You need to understand about the dynamics in this situation so that, like, you don't make people uncomfortable or approach the line between a sexual request and sexual assault. Um, that's what's missing in a lot of places is that line like people don't really know where that line is like where is that line where is it what is when is it like inappropriate and when becomes assault yeah and just because something is inappropriate and and it's not yet assault does not make it okay no but if you if you hear for the first three women that you do this shit like yo this ain't cool 
You probably should know that you crossed that line already three times. So what makes you think that another 19 times is cool? <laughs> like, what the fuck? And that's just 22 people, 22 women that spoke up. Like, we don't know if there's any other shit. Well, well, see, that's part of it, though. They didn't speak up in the moment, well, which isn't which isn't their fault. But yeah. it's like, but that's kind of my point about this being a learning situation. So for a lot of the women, they either left or they finished their job. They didn't put him in his place and explain like, yo, this is some inappropriate shit. Like, fuck yeah. you. Well, yeah, but that's, but like, I would be scared too. I would do the same shit. Yeah. Like, I'm alone in a room with an NFL player that probably outweights me double. And like, he's a lot stronger than me. I'm going to be like, exactly. yo, peace out. Or and that's why I'm, I'm saying like, like <laughs> even. <laughs> yes, Deshaun, whatever you want, honey, whatever you want. No, bitch. Like, even no. education on the power dynamics in that situation, I think is important because I promise you there are dudes looking at this situation and they're like well i don't understand if they don't want to fuck why don't they just say that and they just leave and it's like because for some people especially for people who may have experienced trauma in the past there is a mechanism that make make it more difficult than other people for them to just do that yeah it's like because it's like you got to think whenever we make a decision about how to respond in the situation we make that decision based on what our experiences and how we think that scenario is about to go right so if we've had experiences that put other thoughts in our head and it's like where you as a dude might be looking at it as like okay she's either gonna say yes or no and i'm gonna respect that or whatever but a woman who's been through a traumatic situation, they might be thinking like, I might say yes or no. And if I say no, this person might hit me. They might call the company that hired me to come out here and make up things about me. Um, if I don't handle this right, they might force me to do what they asked me to do. So it's like all these scenarios are playing in a woman's head before she determines what how she's going to respond. Right. And so you might think it's as simple as yes or no. But for her, there's like all these terrible things that could happen. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And so it's like, you gotta be educated on that. And that's like my whole thing. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I agree. But I don't know, I don't, I'm already a little drunk. I really didn't, you know? <laughs> so I really know when I get into this whole like social situation or how like there is no sexual education in this country really, like that's fucked up. Like. That's just so weird to me. Like, I remember pretty much all my, like, sex ed classes since, like, my first year of high school until in high school. Every year. Like, two, three days to a week. Every year. Because shit changes by the year. Science, like, you know, discovers new shit or whatever. So you need to learn as a kid that is about, like, or in the sexual life or whatever you're doing. You need to know, you know, the risks, the advantages, the disadvantages, like what can happen, what cannot happen, like all that shit you need to know. Yeah, there's so, more to sexual education than just knowing how babies are made. Much more. <laughs> that, that's probably the simplest part. Yes, that, exactly, exactly. That's why, like, it's just, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Maybe that's why there's a lot less shit like that in other countries or you know like why is it like so shocking even just him being educated on like i wonder if he he even realizes he has a kink does he even know what a kink is right exactly i wonder if he realizes like it would have been like way safer for him to just hire a prostitute and have her come over and pretend to be a masseuse (laughs) like (laughs) options anyway (laughs) just saying (laughs) 
Okay, so we're going to move on to a couple of other things before we get into Packers here, which I'm honestly a little bit more excited about than the headlines today. Um, quick shout <laughs> well, out the to... the headlines are the kind of sad today. <laughs> the other ones aren't. Um, well, Serena retired. Serena, I was like, yes. Quick shout out to Serena Williams, who didn't say in specific terms that the U.S. Open would be her last Open, but she put an article out in uh, Vogue um, saying that she was going to retire soon, um, made mention of enjoying the following few weeks. And so it would suggest that the U.S. Open is going to be her last tennis tournament. Um, And she didn't use the word retire. She said that she is transitioning. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like looking at it that way. You know, because it makes it look less like something is ending and more just like, yo, I'm evolving, you know, I'm like a Pokemon. I'm not dying. I'm just turning into something else. So, I mean, Serena's been an inspiration on so many levels. Um, For so long. <laughs> you know, even like, even when she got pregnant at her age, like to me, that was inspiration because like, oh, yeah. it was like saying to me, like, yeah, you can do you, it. Yeah, you can, you have a little bit of time. Yeah. And I was just like, wow, that's amazing. And her training through pregnancy and her coming back to her sport. And I know like things haven't been the same, which I attribute to a lot of things, not just her becoming a mom, but it's like, you got to think when Serena came into the game, she changed the game. Oh, like tennis before Serena Williams was not so associated with force and power and strength and aggression, you know? And she brought that to the game. Mm-hmm. And so over the years, you had people who trained the who changed the way that they trained because of what Serena brought to right. the game. Right, so they could be so, her. <laughs> yeah, she took a break and came back. And now all of a sudden, everybody's leveled up. That on top of the fact that she took a break, things just haven't been the same. I get that. But I still look at her as an inspiration just because of the fact that she's been able to come back the way that she has. Right. Because there's a lot of people who not that long ago would tell you that not only is it um, unrealistic for a woman to have her first child at the age of what, 38, 39? Was oh, yeah. It? oh yeah. Yeah, so not only is that unrealistic, but at that age for a woman to pause her athletic endeavors, be pregnant, have a, a pregnancy that I almost, almost ended her, her life, yes. <laughs> and then go back to that sport and still compete on a professional level, like, there are a lot of people who would have been like, nah, that's not about to happen. Like, the fuck? But she did it, you know? So it's like, to me, I don't care if she doesn't get number 24. She's still an inspiration to me. And, and to a lot of people. To a lot of people. And I look forward to whatever's coming next for her. Agreed. Agreed. So. Woo, we love you, Serena. <laughs> always, always. Um, she was in a Beyonce music video. I was just like, She's done so much. <laughs> she has. Okay, so uh, are there any other shout outs that I need to mention? Oh, shout out to uh, Kevante Turpin. <laughs> oh my God, that run was so fucking good. <laughs> so Kevante Turpin is a Cowboys player who has basically cemented his roster spot by running in um, two, kickback, yeah. Yeah, two kick returns for a touchdown. Yeah. Two kick returns, four touchdowns. Um, now, I'm going to ask you about this because I was watching the broadcast. <laughs> um, where was I? I was actually at Colossal Con. So I was at a con and I was getting ready to go to a party at this con and I'm watching this game. And we watched part of it here. Huh? We watched part of it here. And I think it was after his second return, the announcer started saying, 
It's Turpin time. Sports announcers are so corny. (laughs) Okay, so I gotta ask because sometimes you don't know where. Do you know what Turpin time is? No. Okay. So Turpin time is a chemical that people use to like remove paint off of surfaces. Wow. And so when they kept saying, "So you remove the people on your way to to the end zone," (laughs) they kept saying it's Turpin time. I was just like, I know, I see what they're trying to do here, but I just feel like oh it's God. not the compliment they think no. it is, or maybe it is. Like, no. I don't know. I guess it depends on how you look at it. No. Snack pack, what do y'all think? Play. And he started. Okay, long story short, the player named Cavante Turpin uh, returned two kicks for touchdowns. So the announcer started saying, it's Turpin time. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, so the general consensus in this room is no. It's a, it's a mostly it's a fuck no for what I'm hearing. Um, some other phrases that I'm seeing are. Flynn was uh, really happy because he's in the shore people uh, team. The Turpin torpedo. Turpin torpedo. What is that even? I don't know. They're just trying to do too much. Yeah. Like I see the temptation to do something with this name, but um, yeah, it, just give it give it some time. Not turpentine, time, yeah. but just <laughs> give it a minute. You'll come up with something good. Yeah. But in the meantime, um, Kevante Turpin, shout out to you. You killed it. Yes. I watched that game expecting to to see. Well, not expecting, but hoping to see more from Simi Fihoko, um, <laughs> who unfortunately there's nothing really to say about him. But you know. Shout out to him for being him. Um, <laughs> what she meant to say, shout out to you for being really hot. That's yes. what she meant. That's, that's literally what she meant. I'm, I'm trying to be respectful. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah shout out to Sammy for looking for, for being sponsorships. hot. And, and for, I don't know, like I'm assuming you're going to make roster people are talking about you a lot. Yeah. Um, saying too. We need more Sammy Fajoko content. But I'm not going to put this on Jerry Jones because when we said this about CD Lamb, it was like CD Lamb was doing good shit and it was like, we need more CD Lamb content. But uh, Simi, I'm going to put this on you. I need you to create more content and give the Cowboys more reasons to create more, more Simi content. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm not mad so, at it. Some Simi and CD content would be All fabulous. Woof. Yes. Imagine that real. Man. I, I saw it in a picture Don't once. break the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, and all the fangirls out there, if you're listening, I'd be in Simi's comments and I don't see enough of y'all in there. So it's like, I need y'all to keep up with the times. Like, Simi's <laughs> a new hotness. I don't know where you are, but you need to find him on Instagram and show him some he love. He's like, a really, ASAP. really good looking man. Yes. Yes. Really, really good looking man. Yeah. So I need y'all to get in those comments. Show him some love. Yes. Um, anyway, back to Kavante Turpin. Um, good work. I look forward to seeing you during the season. Me I hear too. there's talk now. I don't know if the talk is from coaches, but like definitely among fans, that people are like wondering what he would do as a as a receiver. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I mean, that would be cool to see if that happens. Yeah. Um, so looking forward to seeing. I mean, more we from need we need at least another receiver because Gallup is not going to be back until like he's good with but his knee. You know what I think their hesitation is. You know this this guy's measurements. Because he's short as fuck. That's what I just said. Apparently, he's 5'7", 155 pounds. Yeah, that's what so that, I, I think... just said. That Flynn was so happy to see a person from the short team. <laughs> Making I mean, it the way that he's short, did. But he's light. And I think 
I like mean, if I were coach, I'd be worried about him getting hurt. I'm not gonna lie. Dog, I'm five eight, one fifty six. I'm like looking at you and imagining you. Exactly. But imagine all those pounds being pure muscle, though. No fluff at all. That's a good point. That's a good point. I don't know. Like, you know, you said Flint. It's it's on him. Okay. Like, so so Cowboys, it's on him. I know y'all don't like to think about it that way, but it's on him. If he feels like he can go out there and he can go up against the cornerbacks of the league. How much does CD weigh? Because he's not heavy. I bet he ain't not heavy. He taller, he taller, <laughs> he taller than. No, you're right. He's he's not. I, I, I said after last season, I wanted him to put some. He's uh, muscle probably. On. I'm gonna say about 175, 180 tops. 198 pounds. Ah, well, you know, but he's what like six one, six two. Six two. Dang, he's like. That's that's like, that's, that's pretty much. Don, it's a smaller version like of CD. It's a smaller version of CD. So it's like if you just take CD and, and you, the you, you take the corner matters, and you though. drink it. <laughs> she just resized. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that matters, matters though. I think that matters. Why? Because it's just like okay, even if purport like ratio wise, he's the same. Like you take the corner down and you <laughs> it's still that's like forty pounds. Yeah, it's also seven inches or six. And you gonna tell me six inches don't matter? <laughs> <laughs> Depending when they're located. I mean, I mean, but he, but he's so fucking fast, and he was like juking people like they were fucking that's, cones. That's what like, I'm saying. I think if he were in a receiver in a receiver spot, he would still be looked at as a threat. Yeah, and, and I think leave it up to like like maybe if he puts like five to ten more pounds. I don't know with his size if that's gonna make his agility like he's gonna jeopardize that. His, no, I mean his speed and his point. agility. If he but, puts like but on the, a fucked in a way on, on the point of muscle mass, I agree with you. I say like you well, know, you're the trainer. If, I'm just I'm this is just me as a regular that's, person. That's that's why I agree with you. I'm th- I'm thinking of you know like a dude who's like you know 155 pounds, but like maybe 12 percent body fat. I don't know what he is. Um, probably about two. Turpin, if you're if you're listening, like post a picture like with your abs, so I can estimate so we, your yeah, body fat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we can, <laughs> we can analyze. Yeah. We can take the corner and maybe like, you know. It's like, I know you could just get that measured, but like, or you could just like have. You can make, you can post, you can post the picture and in the caption, let us know. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So like get measured, but then like post the picture. Right, right. Because we put put your measurements in the caption to verify. Right. That's that's what I was going to say. We need to verify. Because we might not believe it if we don't see. Right, 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 right. But don't do it at a game because you'll get fined. CD will, <laughs> CD will tell you a lot about that. Oh, goodness. Okay. So, shout out Ooh. to Kevontae Turpin. Yes. Um, and I think the last shout out we're going to do is to Trayvon Diggs. So, I'm going to show you all this new commercial that he did with his brother. His kid is so fucking cute. All the reels that they so showed is just so adorable. I love that kid. And I don't, I've never met him. But that kid is so adorable. Did you see the the uh, clip of his kid when he's like, "I love my family and God and yes, that's exactly what I was just thinking about. Like, <laughs> that is so fucking cute. 
and right. the Cowboys. <laughs> so fucking cute. Well, shout out to Trayvon Diggs for this new uh, ad. So check this out, y'all. Do you mind stepping into my office, please? Hey, guys. Excited to have you. Welcome to uh, Sachs as our new chief ball officers. We're excited to get started, man. Thanks for having us. Appreciate it. So uh, what do you guys know about balls? We, we know balls. balls. Where do the balls go? In, In the ballpark pouch. You got this. Just focus. Almost. You just got to be a little bit more delicate with the touch. Visualize. Sax patent ballpark pouch. Think about how it cradles the ball is keeping them supported and secured. Wow, you guys really are ball experts. Right. So let's go for it again. One, two, three. Secure, secure the, the ball. ball. Here we go. Do you guys mind uh, signing these footballs for me? <sighs> That was cute. All right. So shout out to Trayvon Diggs for getting that sponsorship. Um, funny commercial. Good shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You know how I learn about those underwear? How? <laughs> so my friend from Kerrville, her husband got a vasectomy. Ooh. And she threw him a vasectomy party. <laughs> it was really fucking funny. But she got him those underwear so he would like rest, the balls would rest in it so he wouldn't like hurt as much. Oh. And he fucking fell in love with his underwear. So I bought a pair for Flint and it was like, dog, we're getting this underwear now. <laughs> so yeah, people, well, for what I know, people really like it. Yeah. It's a lot more think that like, Men have had balls for so long, but only recently has somebody d- decided to. Girl, design have you really, have you seen that meme of like they invented the uh, the what is it called the thing that they cover the balls when they play the oh, plastic the cup, thing? The cup? Yeah, before they invented the helmet. <laughs> I think you told me that before. <laughs> oh, so secure that's, the balls. That's, that's the, you gotta <laughs> secure the balls, man. Oh man. Anyways. Fun fact. <laughs> um, I was about to say something else I don't remember. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Glad he got that sponsorship. A lot of people are not expecting him to have a year like he had last year. Um, well, I mean, that's that that would be incredibly rare for a player to do that twice in a row. Because, like, what he did last year, that hadn't been done for 30 years. Yeah. I'm, I'm, and so, I'm, I'm like, now, you know, teams are more aware. Like, you could even see oh, throughout the fair. season. That's fair. Like, the interception. Like, people are preparing for it now. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I really hope he's working on what's been a weakness of his for a long time, which was getting burned going deep. Um, yeah. And from looking at the clips of him practicing with CD, maybe not, um, but we'll see. So I congrats on that sponsorship. And yes. I really hope for many, many more. Yes. Keep working on your game, Chavon. Like we want great things for you. Yes. We want to see more 7-Eleven um, yes. on that note. Guinness! <laughs> Yeah. On that note, shout out to Micah, number 11. Oh, yes. Always delivering, just dropping gems in his interviews. Like, he is so competitive in, like, the most healthy way. And I just cannot wait to see him kill it this season. Yeah. Um, a lot of people piece. are expecting him not to 
be able to perform as well because they're thinking that a lot of teams are going to basically draw no. plans to like minimize his impact on the game. You're but underestimating one thing about Micah. Michael Parsons is I believe he's anticipating that. That's he's what I, that's exactly that's what how I, to get around it. So I think we might eat, see even more. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. Like you're underestimating him if you think he's not working on that already. Yes. If he doesn't think that people already work on what he did last year, so he could improve it. Oh yeah. Then you're yeah. wrong. If you really think he's that too you're smart wrong. for that. Yes. He's too <laughs> smart for that. He's too competitive for that. Like I, I believe before even last season was over, he was already thinking about what oh, yeah. he was gonna work How on in gonna the offseason uh-huh. so that he could agreed. Yeah. So that he could get through whatever they got planned for him this season. Mm-hmm. Like we're gonna see some phenomenal shit from Michael Parsons. I agree. 100%. Um there was an episode of Hanging with the Boys where they were talking about um whether or not the identity of the Dallas Cowboys is leaning more defense focused, you know. And Jesse made the point that like defense isn't sexy. And it's like, that's not the thing. You know, for a long time, the identity of the Cowboys has revolved around what's sexy and like what marketing wants to do, which is always going to lean towards the offense, right? Yeah. But I think what we're seeing now is that <clears throat> the impact of Dan Quinn and the philosophy of Micah Parsons are so strong yeah. that what we're seeing is just a level of, of strength and a sense of culture on the defensive side of the ball that it doesn't they don't need for marketing to make them the yeah. identity. It's just, they already are. They just, they just are, yeah. you know, and I love to see things happen that way. So um, shout out to Micah and the entire Cowboys defense for just being on point culturally for bringing something to the team that the entire team needs, but it sounds like the defensive side is really leaning into. Yeah. Um, yeah, it would be a very different look for Dallas Cowboys to be known for their defense. But like, I, I see that happening. Especially oh, I mean, considering the strength we see on that side of the ball the compared year. to all of the questions that we have on the offensive side of the ball and yeah. in, in everything from the, the O-line people have questions about, people <laughs> have questions about the wide receivers. If you don't, even, then you're not a Cowboys fan if you have questions <laughs> about the O-line. Even, even the quarterbacks, because it's like, have we seen a season yet where Dak has been able to go the whole season and not need a backup? That's fair. No, and, and people are looking at the backups like, okay, well, what are y'all going to do? Yeah. So it's like on the offensive side of the ball, while I'm hoping to see a lot of good, there's a lot of questions, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, we just signed a kicker that we let go of like eight years ago. Like, yeah, defense. I just don't want another another Greg, dog. I'm going to be pissed. I don't know a lot about this guy, I'll be honest. So I can't tell you if he's another fucking Greg. Fucking pissed. But um, it does seem like he's bounced around from team to team, which does not inspire confidence. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm going to give you the benefit of the dozen. This is on my second season. <laughs> Next year, we can, uh, we, can, we can talk about this some more. All right. Oh, did you want to? Well, you probably haven't been paying attention to Zeke and the fact that he's in good shape. But people are saying he's in good shape. So. Oh, no, I've seen some videos. <laughs> oh, he is in good shape. <laughs> All right. We don't got to feed him for now. He's good. (laughs) He's he's doing great. Well, on that note, we are going to sign off of this episode and get ready for the package here. So, um, I don't know. Maybe we'll have show notes and a little bit more analysis next time. (laughs) Don't don't hold your breath on that. Whatever next time is. (laughs) (laughs) So, on that note, I'm Bitch 2. I'm Bitch 1. And we out. Bye.